is up you guys welcome back to 21st century cripple it's your girl Cece, and i'm happy to be back with you guys today happy monday i hope you guys have stretched had your coffee meditated do what you had to do to have a good week today because that's what we're gonna do um set your intentions my friends but today's topic inspiration porn without my consent I first, before I get into things, have to give credit to Stella Young. Um, I am not your inspiration. A TED Talk in 2014, which she coined this term, inspiration porn. And I just thought that was a ma magnificent term for the microaggressions and the way that people speak to me as a disabled person. And I didn't realize that that's what I was going through and experiencing my whole life and just watching that TED Talk. But like a million light bulbs went off in my mind. But lately I've been seeing that um, a lot of microaggressions toward disabled people in the media, um, especially with COVID-19 and lack of access to vaccinations or healthcare in general, um, to pop culture and Sia and her problematic music video. We don't support Sia in these parts, um, period. <laughs> but. I am not your inspiration porn. Um, I am not your inspiration. Thank you very much. That is Stella Young, a, a TED Talk on YouTube. I encourage everybody to check it out and check her out because she's badass. Um, but I very much related to everything that she was saying. And I, just to the term inspiration porn, I was like, yes, that's it. Because I feel like people are using me or like using my experiences to feel better about themselves. Like I'm being objectified in a manner that I didn't subject to. So I think that is the perfect term for what we go through as disabled individuals. I'm gonna talk about it today. Um, if you're disabled, I hope you can relate to me and understand that this is what we have been going through. You're not alone. And if you're able-bodied and you have unintentionally done this, I hope you become aware. And I hope if anything, uh, 21st Century Cripple is the anti-inspiration uh, porn and actually informs people about the disability and the actual socio-political, actual world life issues that we face. And you see me as a human being before you see my disability. Um, so I hope that that's what 21st Century Cripple does for you. Um, but I'm really excited to be back with you guys. Happy to get back into today's message. Uh, I want to remind all of you to follow me on my 21st Century Cripple social medias so you can be updated on the logo changes here to come and just on the content that is going to be coming up here soon and every time I upload and everything like that. And the more people that follow me and the more people that interact with my pages and my podcast is more of a way for me to get out there. Look, you guys, it's 2021, 21st Century Cripple. I feel like the world, it's boundless for me. This podcast is going to be heard by millions of people, and I know it. I just feel it in my bones, y'all. My bones and my titanium in my left leg. But, but um, I'm happy to be back with you guys. Happy freaking Monday. Um, inspiration porn without my consent. Let's get right into this. What is up? y'all what is up i missed you guys i really did miss you guys i miss recording weekly um you know maybe this year i will get an apartment and i can finally have a room a quiet room to record in that's the dream y'all cross your fingers for me maybe it'll happen um but let's get i want to talk about um today's topic and my title inspiration form without my consent i love today's topic i hope 
you guys will too. And I just want to get right into this. So I was looking, actually, I wasn't looking for anything. It just kind of popped up and I feel like that was the universe like, hey, look at this. Um, but I heard, I saw the term inspiration porn and I was like, what that is? And I clicked it and it was my life actually. Um, it was people that pretty much the idea of this term is that people view disabled people through a lens that everything we do is absolutely so inspirational. And that is the only time that we deserve attention, um, love, care, or affection. Um, and I say this because whether it be media portrayals, whether it be social media, uh, mute, pop culture or policies uh, in government, um, disabled policies and disabled representation is often personified by people that are not disabled, that have actually absolutely no idea what it's like to be a disabled person. They are viewing it through their rose-colored lens of trying to pity us and see that everything that we do is just a miracle because they couldn't dare be disabled. They couldn't imagine for one day what it's like to be me. And that's what I've been told these things before. But um, I've dealt with this my entire life. Uh, for all of my life, I couldn't figure out why people were so proud of me for achieving basic tasks. And look, look, I understand to a certain extent. I was born in August and I wasn't supposed to be born until December. I am, in a sense, a miracle baby because I shouldn't be allowed to speak here feed myself, get up and go walk to the front door. I shouldn't be allowed to do these things because I was born super duper early. I wasn't even one pound. So there are miracles in place, but I feel like that's God and the universe's plan for me. But, um, you know, growing up when people would praise me just for reading or just for going to school or things like that, I was like, why, why, why? I was like, everybody else is doing it. Why am I getting the attention for doing it? I didn't understand. Um, my family didn't treat me this way. My family have always treated me like a person. Uh, my mom actually made a game out of me falling. Um, so I thought it was cool to fall. Um, every time I, the harder I fell, the more numbers and points I got, which means I was like, ooh, I fell hard. Like I was actually disappointed when I would fall lightly. So my mom never put in my mind ever actually to pity myself in any way. Um, she always told me uh, to wear my cerebral palsy loud and proud. And if any, anybody had a question, you tell them what it is. And don't let me speak for you. Uh, my mom is probably the greatest mother in the universe. And I love you. I love you, mom, if you're listening. Um, but I just love her. She literally is the reason why I am the badass that I am today. And the reason why I have never pitied myself. My mother is the strongest woman. She did not raise me to see myself as a person with a disability. She raised me as her daughter. Um, a person, when I fall, I'm going to get right back up. When a person doubts me, I'm going to speak up and not let my mother speak for me. She has never, ever since I was like three years old and able to you know, speak, um, has never spoken for me. Anytime people have asked her, oh, what's wrong with your daughter? She's like, you can ask her. She's right there. So my mother is a big, big reason why I am the way I am today. And also my daddy in New York, he also has never treated me any less or equal. If anything, he babies me and he loves me. But um, 
he's never treated me disabled. He's never said I couldn't do anything. He's never been like, oh, you can't do that. Or, mm, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, both of my parents have always been the highlight of my existence and life because they instilled in me in a very young age, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. And the cerebral palsy is uh, has never, it didn't really hinder me until I got into school age, to be completely honest with all of you. Um, my parents and my family have made it a superpower rather than made it something to pity. So when you get into the world and people are praising you for something that your mom has been telling you to do for the past two years of your life, read and write, um, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand why teachers were praising me for reading books and liking to participate in class because, in my opinion, I wasn't speaking any greater or any more imaginative than all the other kids. And I was like, why? Why do you care so much that I am doing this? Um, and I didn't realize it was because they were putting me in their own box because they had a perception of what they thought I was able to achieve. It's like they hear me speak articulately your lips, Lee, even though I can't pronounce words and I have a lisp. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're almost shocked. When I was in college, people were absolutely shocked that the cripple went grocery shopping by herself. Um, Uber drivers would be like, you're going shopping by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to eat, man. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? Um, you know, we find ways to to make our life work. But rather than pitying us, you should be asking yourself, why is the world not a, why is the world not accessible, and why do I have to go through everything I go through to to live a normal life when normal life is just given to you if you have no disabilities? Uh, rather than pitying me, you should be questioning why it is that way. Um, because it's it's messed up, and it's uh, it's like. You're objectifying me because you think you didn't think that I was going to be able to complete this task. And then when I do, you're just absolutely amazed with me. And um, I don't care what anybody says. Flattery is not flattery. Most of the time, it's almost like an insult because it's like, did you not believe that I was capable of doing this? Um, what did you think I was going to do? You know, and that's not a very good feeling. It's not a very good feeling at all. Uh, whether it's in the world of academia, whether it's in dating life, whether it's with your friends, um, it's not a good feeling that they're amazed that you're a human being. Um, so you shouldn't be amazed that I have my cane and I'm going to H-E-B to go shopping. Um, you should be asking why the damn shelves are so high and pushed back and why I can't get to them. <laughs> or why like there's only one handicap lane and people are using it that aren't handicapped. Maybe you should be questioning that rather than being so amazed that a girl with a limp can do groceries on her own. It's really, honestly, to God, it's not that mind-blowing. I have done way cooler things. <laughs> so I just don't under, I've never understood some people, I feel like they view me with like such a glossy view and they're so proud of me all the time. And I, um, as far as like my academic achievements, yes, be proud of me. I worked my ass off. But also, are you proud of me because you didn't think I was able to do it? Question mark. <laughs> um, I've always thought that. And that's why I've always actually gone so much harder on myself because I feel like people kind of take it easy on me because I'm disabled. They don't expect me to achieve much. So I 
personally overachieve because um, they're already expecting me to do the bare minimum. So I'm going to do more. Um, but that's just me. Um, but then it also puts people who who do what they can do and that's it every single day and that it that's enough. What you can do every day is enough. But it puts those people um, that don't aren't overachievers like myself feel like they aren't doing something or they should be doing something more. When in reality, society needs to mind its goddamn business and stop viewing everything we do as inspirational and stop and start asking, um, why hasn't why hasn't this be made accommodable for them? Why can't they get around? Why aren't why don't we see more disabled people in the workforce? Why aren't there any disabled politicians? Greg Abbott does not count. He's awful. Um, why aren't there disabled movies about falling in love and the person not dying at the end? Why are why isn't there a disabled uh, psychic best friend in, in every other movie that we see? Um, just like there's the lesbian white girl trope and there's the the falling in love, I'm not going to date you, and then we fall in love trope. There's no, the trope for dis- disabled people is like tragedy, death, morbidity, my life sucks, and there's so much more. That is inspiration porn, because people watch those movies, and it's like, oh my god, I'm so glad my life is not like that. Thank god I'm not paralyzed. Thank god I'm not in a wheelchair excuse me people that are in wheelchairs live fantastic fucking lives you asshole but it's and but also the movies show people that like oh they're just gonna die at the end oh my god life is so tragic and all they're ever gonna amount to is love first of all let me tell every single disabled person listening here i'm talking to you like yo mama uh, or your grandma whatever there is more to life than making people love you as a disabled person. Love is not the greatest thing you're ever gonna amount to. Um, I will admit it's hard. It's hard out here for a pimp. It's hard for people to get past um, the, what is it? Like being super vain and getting past dating a disabled person and the shame that comes with all that. But my point being is like, people are going to love you, people. It doesn't matter. The, the person that loves you for you, I'm talking to disabled people out here, obviously. Is, is not going to see your disability. They're going to see your soul. They're going to see what you look like on Sunday mornings and still love you on Mondays. And that's the point of it all. They're not going to see, oh, this this disabled girl is pretty cool. Or dang, this girl changed my mind about well, disabled people. Nah, that's not the person you're supposed to be with. The person you're supposed to be with, if anything, elevates your life, sees you for your soul, and then works around what comes with you. But that <laughs> is my plight on that. But um, you might be listening. I'm like, damn, CC. I didn't know I was doing that, or I didn't know I was viewing people this way. Um, one thing you can do is never assume that we can't do something. One of my biggest pet peeves of life is um, I'm I'll be walking, I'll be scrolling, I'll be limping, limping around. And um, whether it be the grocery store, the mall, the sex shop, the smoke shop, whichever one it is. People always follow me around, literally, ask me if I need help, um, eyeball me the entire time. And I'm like, why? Why are you so shocked that I'm here? I am a person. You would literally think that I was like an alien from Area 51 that escaped or 
something i don't know i'm like what are you looking at dude i'm a person um one time this lady followed me through through heb for like two hours y'all and then i looked at her i was like what and she was like i was just wondering if you needed any help first of all you followed me around for two hours to ask me that and second of all no if you don't actively hear from my voice i need help please do not assume i need help um don't assume that I can't do something because most likely I can do it, but just in my own little way. Most things that able-bodied individuals presume that disabled people can't do is because they've never seen us try, they've never thought outside their small little box, or the world is not accommodable for us. So maybe if technology was up to par, or maybe if America cared more about disabled human beings than capital, then maybe the world would be accessible. Maybe it wouldn't be going viral on Facebook that a woman had to create um, ramps for her wheelchair out of Legos. It became such an inspirational story, but to me, it enraged me because I didn't understand why everybody was praising her for having to do that instead of being angered that she had to do it in the first place. So this woman that that uses a wheelchair to gain her independence, to get around the world, to get around freely, to have the life that she wants, has to make a ramp for her to get around because most of the places that she wanted to get access to in her life, uh, the wheelchair wouldn't, wasn't applicable for that space. So you're telling me, instead of being enraged that she had to do this, you're calling her an inspiration? You're calling her an engineer, which she is because it's honestly genius. But why are you not enraged that she had to do this in the first place? Why, why, aren't, why, isn't, why aren't societies, why aren't ramps just a natural thing? Everything is not, shouldn't be four-inch sidewalks and stairs and levees everywhere. That's not accessible to grannies, to people with bad hips, knees, uh, to people that are tired. Just, I don't understand who made stairs, ramps, and levees. It's really annoying. I hate them. But, uh, um, you know, there's, th like, why aren't we questioning why isn't society set up to help her succeed more than me um, instead of pitying me. There'd be times at Texas State where I would choose to go to the stairs rather than the other, like the ramp on the opposite side of campus because I didn't want to be late. And I saw people looking at me like, oh my God, she took the stairs. I'm like, girl, you are on the stairs. What are you talking about? So it's just things like that. Like you shouldn't praise me for going up these stairs because you and me are about to be late to class. There's nothing that should be praised right now. Um, so I just, you know, praising me for the little things in life, I, I don't appreciate. And if you're doing that, just please stop. If you're praising me for forgiving people that have bullied me, that have tortured me, and I have actively forgave them, and I'm friends with them, and I have forgiveness in my heart. Um, if you're praising me for making it through college, even though I tore my meniscus at my college campus, they didn't accommodate me. I had to get a surgery in the middle of it all, and I still graduated on time. That's worth some praise. If you're, if you're, you know, acknowledging that I've had six surgeries in my life, and I never let it keep me down, falter me, and I kept going, yes, I understand that that is inspirational, and I will take that. I will take that because it was hard, but at the same time, it's I don't live for that to be the sole reason why you were inspired today. 
Do you want to know why I got my ass up and went to school after my surgery? Because nobody else was going to do it for me. The school wasn't going to accommodate me and pick me up at the bus stops where I needed to go. So guess what? I got my ass up. I got my cane. I left my house an hour early and I walked because that's what I had to do. It's not because I was brave or because I was strong or because I was trying to prove a point or be a civil rights pioneer. It was because the systems in place, not even the shuttle was set up for me to succeed because people would look at me, not believe I was disabled because I didn't have my crutches or my wheelchair. And then they're like, oh, we're not gonna let her sit down. And then they see me stumbling and then they're like, oh, well, now I feel like an asshole, but I'm not gonna get up because then people would think I'm an asshole. Like the, these are things I dealt with in college. Um, just like little microaggressions, professors being like, mm, have you tried stem cell research? Ma'am, that is a very invasive question. Why would you ask me that? And what prompted, like, I wasn't even talking to you about stem cells. Like what, what? So it's just things like that, that people really think that they're doing well or, oh my God, I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, but why? Because you're, because you didn't think that I could do this normal task, um, you know? And there are times, see, it's like a double-edged sword um, because there are times where yes, praise, praise should be given because we work really hard in our lives. But I, I mean, at the, the end of it all is because society isn't set up for us to succeed and because systems are ableist and nobody pays attention to disabled people. I wonder, question mark, if society was set up for disabled people to succeed and we got equal opportunities, equal pay, um, accessible housing where we didn't have to live on dangerous first floors, um, where we there was elevators and we could live where we want and we didn't have to fear for our safety and we could get the help and health care that we needed. If we had everything we needed to be in a level playing field with able-bodied individuals, would y'all still praise us? For the things that we do. I don't think so. Because then, if there was a level playing field, you would say, well, you're just doing what everybody else in America has to do. So, you're pitying me because the playing field isn't level and you recognize that. But if the playing field was level, you would just say that, hmm, she's just doing, hmm, why should I praise her? That's what I have to do every day. And that is exactly my point. If you're not praising people on their spirit, because I've met some disabled people that are not nice. They are not nice. I don't like them. Don't want to talk to them. Haven't in years. Don't know where they are right now. <laughs> but some people really let the ugliness of the world get to their heart and spirit. They turn off to people, which I don't blame them. But I also believe you can't let other people dictate um, where you're going to go in this life. Because if I listen to every ugly, nasty, bitchy, dismissive, microaggressive thing that has ever been said to me, I would be living in a box, getting taken care of, getting on a prosthetic leg, um, getting taken care of by, you know, Harry, Sally, June, and Mitchell, like I, you know, a whole team, you know, if I would listen, my point is, if I would listen to what other people have said to me, my life would be like the episode of SpongeBob where Squidward loses his job and he's living, trying to sell his paintings and he's living in a box. 
that that would literally be the life that I would have um, if I lived the life the way people perceive my life to be. So if you are viewing me or any disabled person with a view of like a, a, a blue colored lens, I want to say, because you're pitying us or you're, um, oh, stop. Get get that out of your head. If anything, you should be admiring them, admiring them from their strength. So instead of oh, you should you need to be like oh, that's a badass bitch over there because that's what we are, all of us. And the men, that's a that's a bad motherfucker. I don't know, <laughs> but like if anything, we should get praise um, for being strong, for still getting up, going to work, m- trying to make a difference in in this world. Um, with everything stacked against us, to not be evil and hateful. Um, You know, those are things worth praising. But doing everyday things like going to the grocery store, um, reading a book, like no amount of inspirational speeches have ever made jobs accessible for me. So maybe you should take your inspirational speeches and put them in letters to your senators and maybe then I'll care about them. Um, One of the main reasons I never go to church is because every single church I stepped into has have tried or has asked me without my permission really to pray over me to quote unquote heal me. I never ask you to do that. I didn't, I don't want that. I'm not terminally ill. I don't have, you know, I don't have cancer. I don't have something that I'm going to eventually, everybody's going to die one day. My cerebral palsy is not going to kill me. I didn't ask to come to this church and have Everybody put their hands on me and pray for my healing when I think God gave me cerebral palsy because I can do something with it. So even in churches, there is inspiration porn because they look at God's going to heal you, baby. And God, I agree. I agree. God is with me. God and the universe and my angels and my grandmas, they're with me every step of the way. And I 100% believe that. But if you're telling me right now that I'm going to walk out of this church and my cerebral palsy is going to be gone and this titanium in my left leg and knee and hip is miraculously not going to be here anymore, um, I don't think you're, I don't think that's accurate. (laughs) And I think you're just, I think it's in a way harmful because you're like pushing your inaccurate, um, unrealistic views on somebody because you want them to be better. And you're not even taking into account, maybe they love their life. Maybe they didn't ask to come up here and be healed. Maybe you're insulting them because disabled lives are not defined by our disability. We're human beings. We have boyfriends, girlfriends, children, uh, colleagues, best friends. We have hobbies. We have likes. We have interests. And they don't revolve around our disability. Um, We don't go to cerebral palsy prayer groups and don't talk about what it's like to have cerebral palsy 24-7. I have friends that I talk about life with, talk about everything, growing, um, the fact that we're entering 26 and it's scary, um, you know, talking about the job market, talking about life. We don't sit around kumbaya and talk about cerebral palsy. We talk about men. We talk about families. We talk about our animals. We talk about baking. You know, we're human beings. There's way more to us um, than the plight that you see us go through. Um, We're strong-willed people. We are articulate um, you know, we have dreams. Some of us don't have dreams. Some of us, and that's perfectly fucking fine because there's a million other average individuals that don't have dreams. A lot of times, uh, inspirational movies and inspirational plight made about disabled people makes non-disabled, like, 
and disabled people that would much rather just chill uh, feel like they should be doing more because everybody expects them to be inspirational or to fight against something. You guys, everything going on in the world and the state of just America right now, the state of the world right now, and just everything going on, sometimes just being human is enough. So expecting someone to go out and prove themselves to you every single day is exhausting. Um, I don't feel like we have to prove ourselves to anybody, but do I do it every single day? Yep. Am I also, am I always like, oh, well, I have cerebral palsy. That's why I'm not driving. I always have, I say that like 50 million times a day, every time I talk to somebody, because they're always like, oh, how old are you? Oh, and you don't drive? You know, it's always that perceived judgment. People don't even realize that they're being harmful when they do things like that. Um, or just assuming that I can't do something when you never see me do it in the first place. So why would you assume I can't do it? Um, it's just things like that that are harmful. And sometimes people really don't understand that they're being harmful. But that is why uh, this podcast exists. That's why the internet exists. And that's why books exist. So we can educate ourselves and we can understand that although we didn't necessarily mean to be harmful in any way, we need to change our demeanor. We need to change our thought process when we approach disabled people, when we tell disabled stories. Um, If you are able-bodied and you are making a disabled storyline or you are making a disabled movie or whatever it may be, a show, a script, if you are not consulting with the disabled individual about whatever you are writing, I, I encourage you to please stop. Stop your writing process. Do your research about the disability, first of all. Um, Look at it. Look out at the disability outside of the lens of what we cannot do. Look at all the things we are capable of. And I encourage you to interview and talk to people that have the disability because I'm tired of the inspiration porn. I'm tired of people saying that it's so inspirational that disabled people have the audacity to fall in love. No, it isn't. People fall in love every day. It's not inspirational that me with a disability is worthy of love. It's not inspirational that I went to the grocery store and I have supportive friends. Um, It's not. It's just not. Inspirational is overcoming um, depression. It's anxiety, suicide, or thoughts. Uh, People that have told me to kill myself, people that have recorded me and put me online, told me to just die. People that have anonymously emailed people that I was dating and been like, oh, she's such a gross slut. And people that have cut my finger off and I'm still here today. That that is admirable. The fact that I put my pants on today is not admirable. (laughs) The fact that I went to the store, even though I was in pain, is not admirable. Because guess what, homie? I had to go to the store. I'm a human being. I need to do these things to survive. And if it's basic human needs and basic human necessities, um, I'm not, nobody's going to do it for me. I have to take care of myself. So I don't feel like I need to be praised for any of those things. I shouldn't be praised for going to school. I shouldn't be praised for living independently. I don't live independently. I live with my parents right now, but that's going to change soon. Hopefully. Y'all put it out in the universe. But, um, you know, I don't live independently right now because of social security and circumstances that are against me as a disabled person. But living independently should not be inspirational. It's actually aspirational of me. It's the only thing I've ever wanted in life is to literally live independently, me, Solo, and my cats. Um, Just because I've always wanted that independence. I've always needed to be within five or... 10 seconds or minutes away from people because of my falling and whatnot. 
Um, it's not aspirational to live. I mean, it's not inspirational to live alone as a disabled pe person. Most people do. Most people live alone. Most people want independence. They want to step away from their parents, their hometown, what they've known. So I don't understand why it's so amazing when we as a disabled community decide that we want that as well. So I just hope that you guys stop fetishizing us and um, realize that sometimes maybe you're viewing us from the lens of what you think I could do and you haven't actually educated yourself on what we can do and what we, what we are capable of. Um, so I hope that changed your mind a little bit. Um, and I also just wanted to say that like, if you're, if you have done this in the past, I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm not saying that, you know, just, just like off your, you know, I'm not saying that you're a bad person and like off with your head or anything like that. But I'm saying people need to be aware of what they say and how they come across because in a way you're demonizing a whole population of people to feel like we always need to watch what we're doing and watch how we're going to be perceived by others. Um, it's, it's anxiety inducing. It causes social stigma issues. And with everything going on in the world and everything we have to take care of as being Americans and not having health care, not ac having access to basically basic health care or anything. Uh, food stamps got reduced to $15 under President Trump. So there are more pressing things than you being proud of me to make it to the grocery store today. I hope you guys just realize that, um, like I say every episode, we're humans and we shouldn't be praised for doing human activities. Um, if you want to praise our strength for being forgiving to the the assholes that we've encountered in our lives and maybe yeah some of us have gone through a lot of medical issues that you have to be a strong-willed strong-bodied individual to constantly go through medical surgeries so like I said it is a double-edged sword because thank you for acknowledging our strength but also don't view our strength with the side of pity there's nothing to be pitied about disabled individuals um we we need to be taken seriously um, because, again, I feel like when you pity people, you kind of negate all their other emotions. You negate the strength that they have, the intellectual capacity that they have, and that they're capable of more than just being viewed as a sob story. There's so much more. There's beautiful things that disabled people do for the world, for themselves, and for others because the world ain't going to do for us. So we have to do for ourselves and our community and our people, and that's what we do. Um, it shouldn't be a groundbreaking story that, you know, a building is made accessible or the first disabled senator is elected. It should be commonplace. There should be disabled senators in every state. There should be disabled representatives in every state writing these dis disability laws, making, um, making accommodations to the ADA because there are so many potholes in the ADA. It's not bulletproof and it doesn't protect us like you guys think it does. Um, so instead of pitying us every time you see a, a commercial with a, you know, that was obviously meant to create an emotion out of you, um, those commercials are, are some, I would consider them to be exploitative. It's almost like, oh my God, look how sad it is, but you're not giving you any solutions. You're not telling you about the story. You're just like, 
oh, look how sad my life is and thank God you're not me. And there's so much more to that. And I think it's insulting. I think it's insulting to every person that has ever had to overcome things in their life and put a smile on their face and act like you didn't just insult them. I have had people come up to me and just flat out ask me, oh, so like, what happened to you? And I was like, uh, what do you mean, dude? They're like, you know, what happened to you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, in high school, like right now, like earlier, I stepped on a banana peel, felt kind of gross. Like, I don't know what you mean. And then, and then they like get frustrated and I'm like, oh, you mean my disability? Nothing happened. I was born with cerebral palsy. So it's like, to you, you were just being inquisitive. But to me, you're being ignorant. And <sighs> I've had teachers pass papers over to people because they didn't think that I was able to walk up to the the front of the classroom and grab the paper that wasn't helping in any way you just demeaned me and made me look like I can't do something so a lot of times the roles that people put me in I was put into by myself other people put me in because they didn't think I was capable of doing so um y'all even in graduate school sometimes I feel like they praise me because I'm disabled rather than just being an academic person in general um, a lot of them were like, wow, with your cerebral palsy, you speak so well and you write so well. And I'm like, um, this is a private university. I thought you were supposed to speak well and write well, I, you know. So to an extent, thank you. I understand. Thank you for acknowledging that it, you know, it took a lot to get here because there is not a disabled presence within graduate school. Um, I mean, there is mental disabilities, but as far as physical disabilities and advocates for, it's very little. Um, so, you know, when you get praised for being, for writing and sounding well, you're like, um, I thought we all had to do that, girl. This is a private university. I'm getting my master's. I thought we had to be articulate. Um, but it's like, are you praising me because you didn't think I was capable of doing that? Uh, so that's always in the back of my mind. And there are little microaggressions here and there that I don't think people realize that they do or say. But again, I'm not here to demonize you or call you out. I'm just here to make people aware of how they approach disabled people and um, maybe to encourage you to change your, your mindset and your mind frame on when you see us. Don't assume that we can't do something. Assume that we presume that we are capable. And if we aren't, accommodate from there. Um, assume that we have rich, fulfilling lives. Don't always assume that we're alone um, and tragedy has struck. Um, yes, I am living off of the government and food stamps. No, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. But to, I've had people tell me that I went to high school with and I was cool as hell with being like, I'm not like those people that live on food stamps and live off the government. And I'm like, um, hello, <laughs> talking to me. And they're like, no, that's low. You, you know, I wasn't talking about you. And I'm like, no, but you're talking about people like me. You can't, I am a part of that group that you speak of. You can't just be like, mm, mm, well, you get an exception. Um, because nobody living off the government is doing it because they want to. And I don't argue with your mama. It's hard. It's hard out here in America. The The wages in 20 years hasn't gone up, but the price of living has gone up three times. And that's for another episode. I don't want to get into all of that. But, you know, it's hard out here, whether you're disabled or able-bodied. But to have people demonize you and be like, well, you're living off the government. Your life must be so easy. It's not. I try every day to break out of the shackles of living off of the government and to be my own independent 
uh, person and have my own source of income and have a viable income where I don't have to worry that if I get this job, is the president going to make my food stamps 15 fucking dollars? Um, there are things that I don't want to have to worry about and I'm going to work my ass off to get there, but, um, don't pity me. If anything, please, uh, light my torch along the way and help me with this fight, but, uh, take your pity and put it somewhere else. Cause it doesn't belong with me. Um, I want to be admired for the strength I have. I want to be admired for the person I am, if anything, uh, take the cerebral palsy out of it. I want to be admired for who I am as a person to my friends, to my family, and to everyone I've come across, whether you like me or you don't. Um, that's how I want to be seen as. I don't want to be seen as the girl who has cerebral palsy who also has these traits. Um, so I hope that this podcast is the opposite of inspiration porn and you are listening to me and understanding me and you're not objectifying me and just so amazed that I get on here and talk every week. I hope you're relating. I hope you're learning. I hope I'm making you laugh. I hope that we're somewhat of a little family over here at 21st Century Cripple. Um, And I hope that you're not just viewing me as like, oh, I'm so proud that she did this because there's so much more to what I'm doing. I'm trying to make active change. I'm trying to make a community of people that really talk amongst our in ourselves, um, to our own selves, I mean, rather than speak out and reach out for help and talk about the things that we go through, because that's one thing I'm noticing with 21st Century Cripple. So many people have messaged me saying, I didn't know that people went through this too. Listening to your podcast is like listening to what my life is like every day. That is why I do what I do, because we suffer in silence as a disabled community. I feel like if we don't have a disabled community that we know, disabled other disabled people that we interact with, a lot of times, um, you know, we make friends with able-bodied people, whatever, whatever, but we can never truly articulate the way we feel about our lives and our perspectives because there's nobody else around like us. Personally, I only know two people with cerebral palsy and I met them in my in high school and one of them lives in Florida and the other one, I think he lives in St. Copper's Cove or Killeen, or San Antonio, but, um, so, but those are only two people that I've met with cerebral palsy within my lifetime in person, so we're, uh, I would like all of us to meet, but, you know, it's not, we're not a big group of people that constantly have interactions with each other, so when we have thoughts about our lives, um, we keep them to ourselves because we don't want to be made inspiration porn. I don't want you to praise me. Sometimes we need acknowledgement and validation. We don't need pity. Sometimes we really need somebody to validate that what we feel is absolutely worth feeling and maybe something should be done to change it rather than the, oh. So with that being said, I hope y'all stop making disabled people your inspiration porn. Stop recording disabled people doing regular tasks such as eating, bathing, putting clothing on. Stop making spectacles out of people because you did not believe that they could achieve it. It is one thing if disabled people ourselves, such as myself and people on TikTok, are documenting their own lives to educate people. But it's another thing to be exploitative and post it and repost it and create content that um, isn't taking the disabled perspective into account at all and it's just viewed as a lens of how can I make their life look hard or how can I make something out of this exploit what they go through rather than educate on what they go through so that was 
inspiration porn without my consent. Stop doing that shit. And I love you all. <laughs> I hope you all have a great day today. I hope you all set your intention intentions for the week. Drink your water. Stretch. Um, do what you have to do. That was 21st Century Cripple. This is Cece. And stay blessed and stay highly favored, y'all.